welcome back to the cooling rack it's season four and it's kind of (laughs) weird yeah i know it's been um it's been quite some time we weren't sure if we were gonna come back because we well honestly i wasn't even sure if the show was gonna come back just given everything going on in this after world. covid yeah, yeah yeah i know getting a, a group of people from across a country is like a difficult thing right now so it was kind of um not surprising but i'm glad that they were able to make it work and film it last summer which i guess okay we're kind of really jumping right in i know <laughs> we're really I jumping know. right in um yeah we are the cooling rack a podcast about the great canadian baking show and we have returned for season four of gcbs and we're really excited to um i guess just kind of like have something to do to watch new (laughs) bakers to to i don't know everything under the sun about this really Definitely. In a time where so many of us are being asked to sort of not hang out with each other and sort of really lock ourselves down at home, it's nice to be able to see that a heartwarming and fun show could still be filmed so that we get to enjoy it and then also dissect it in this episode of our podcast or the season of our podcast, rather. Absolutely. And I guess if you're new to the show, my name is Michael. And I'm James. And, uh, yeah, this kind of started from a few years ago when we got really drunk one night (laughs) and we just were talking about the Great Canadian Baking Show and we decided to, we had podcasting experience, so we just kind of decided to jump in and do it. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a fun journey and we're just excited to, to kind of be doing it again. Definitely. And this time we are doing it with uh, with a few snacks. So, uh, yes, yes. Thanks. Very exciting in advance of. So this is our prep week special, which every season we always do a, um, I guess, kind of intro to the bakers, to the new season where we kind of give our impressions on what we're, you know, hoping like expecting like whatever um and in advance we were actually sent some really terrific cookies by uh the cbc pr team from sweet flower bakery in toronto they were delicious so thank you very much for sending those i actually drove some down to james's place uh, uh, you know handed them off with a mask and everything and then came back and we're recording this separately so in case you were wondering <laughs> i know of course we can't uh, record together like we did in past years but it's nice to be able to share an experience still michael via the cookies so thank you so much for driving them down i was just happy to get out of town (laughs) i was just happy to get out of the apartment honestly so i hear you i hear you so what's been going on michael maybe we can we can start catching a few folks up how has i mean i feel like it's so hard to not have a episode recorded during covid without talking a little bit about just what's been going on with each of us during this time how have you been holding on um pretty good um yeah things have been pretty good like you know uh i've managed i've I've actually lost like quite a bit of weight like during covid um i've lost like 25 pounds so that's been fun um and yeah it was just mainly like walking a lot eating a little bit better like my partner kind of wanted to make that a goal of his during this time as well and so so he's kind of done the same and um 
So that's kind of, I'd say, helped to keep us sane is just like the walks and kind of exploring our neighborhood and neighborhoods around us, like throughout the whole thing has been really nice. Um, I recently got really into um, like, uh, I got an Apple watch and I've been doing Apple Fitness Plus. I've been doing lots of yoga and like (laughs) during this current lockdown, like yoga is saving me. I don't know about you because I know you're doing lots of yoga too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I've been um, doing uh, yoga and mindfulness and meditation um, every day. I think my streak is now seventy-eight days of yoga. So, yeah, of yoga and meditation, like those two things combined together. So, I've been doing that for seventy-eight days now. It is mid-Feb, um, and that's really changed how um, I've been living through this situation. So, yeah, I found that very helpful. And like you, just a lot of walks around the neighborhood. I'm starting to know every piece of rock in the cement that I walk on. I name each of them, all mm. 10,000 of them every single day. Do <laughs> you know the one familiar. do you know the one piece of um uh concrete that's like uneven that you always accidentally trip over? <laughs> oh yeah, I call her Trippy Trisha. <laughs> we all know her. She's out to get you. She's out to get you. No, but just like you, it's it's really just been um you know, lucky enough in many ways just to work from home and and be able to focus on 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 wellness and, and healthiness and all that sort of stuff, which I know a lot of other folks don't have the ability to do. So really, really reflecting on that. Yeah. Yeah. During this time. Absolutely. Um, have you actually been doing any baking during all of this? So I have not actually been doing that much, but my partner has been baking two loaves of bread a week for quite some time now. So every week we get a fresh sort of like white cheddar loaf. And lately that's been paired with a rosemary olive loaf. So that's what's going on. That sounds divine. (laughs) Awesome. Honestly, having fresh baked bread on a weekly basis is is life changing. We're definitely eating better during this pandemic because we're not eating out as much, you know, and then we're really making use of our time and the produce that we're getting delivered. So it's been pretty awesome. You know, what I found was the, the biggest thing was lunches, changing lunches and making lunches like a little bit smaller, consistently healthier, like our, our dinners, we were always pretty good about before. And then now we've kind of changed that for the good. So A hundred percent. We're finding we're eating so much better in the midday now, whereas I used to go out and eat, I guess, like fast food or fast-ish food. Um, My old office was in Koreatown, so I did a lot of Korean food. And I just sort of stuffed myself full and kind of get really sleepy after lunch. It's been been really different. A lot more like soups and salads now that that we've made. So, yeah, those are some really positive sides to everything. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't really been baking. I did make scones a few times this year because there's a bakery down the way here that I go to, but they seem to only put out like four scones at a time and they always get sold out. So (laughs) I got that up and just started making my own scones. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. Um, we, like, I have not really been baking and I've never really been like a huge baker. Like I've, I've baked a little bit like kind of via inspiration from the show but uh not actually really during any of this like jamie's baked a couple of things um like some cookies and like some brownies or whatnot but it was all kind of like um from like a package or something but we've been cooking all of our meals so i've i've cooked like you know 
every meal like all the time for like pretty much a year now so that's always fun um but yeah i guess we should jump right in to season four of the great canadian baking show which also has like blown up via like netflix popularity um during all of this it does seem that CBC has made some pretty good decisions partnering with Netflix or selling to Netflix, because that's also how um, our other favorite sadly ended show, Schitt's Creek, kind of blew up as well once it got on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I think I think having it on there during this pandemic time has also been beneficial because people are going from like Gibbo to like GCBS and just rotating uh, those seasons. So congratulations and, and, and great call, whoever did that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it it pretty much, I mean, I'm hoping will ensure like future seasons automatically. <laughs> oh, 100%. They should just renew this for another four seasons, folks. I mean, especially if we're uh, still kind of in this a little bit. I think it's just something else that's pretty, pretty important to produce. <laughs> it gives absolutely. us something happy to look forward to. Yeah. So with this new season, um, you know, there's an article on the CBC website about how they cast the new season and producer America Emery, who we've met when we went on our set visit during season three, uh, who is lovely. Hi, America. Um was talking about how uh, they normally held in-person auditions, but what they had to do this time was uh, over Zoom. And how do you audition somebody for a baking show when you can't actually taste what they're making? And that's like such an interesting change, right? Uh, and at this point, we haven't been able to see the results, the fruits of that labor. Like we know who the bakers are, but we haven't seen anything of it yet. Um, but it looks like a really fun bunch and and talented. And so I, I you know, it's, it's just so interesting that uh, you wouldn't expect a baking show would have to do that. A hundred percent. And I remember uh, uh, reading the interview, um, the ability for their culinary lead to kind of watch how people baked and, and from there was able to project basically whether or not what you made was going to be crap or not, which I think is like, I think it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, reading through Zoom, I think that's a, a extremely strong talent that that the culinary lead should uh, really be thanked for. Absolutely. And then the other interesting thing was that um, they mentioned that there are uh, by they've they've done auditions um, in person before and only in certain cities. So by actually doing the kind of uh, not global, not in, uh, national, by doing kind of like the national search here. Um, over Zoom and, and the internet, they were able to find people from new places who wouldn't previously have been able to, you know, maybe travel to one of the audition sites. So now they have like bakers from Winnipeg and Quebec City where they hadn't previously done auditions. So that's super cool. I do wonder um, if sort of because they couldn't do it in person, whether or not um, the personalities will come a lot differently. I know myself, I behave really differently on Zoom calls than I do in person. I'm probably actually a little more withdrawn in Zoom calls than I am in person. So I'm really curious to see how their personalities play out on television and in production versus maybe what was brought forward in those Zoom calls. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see. So I guess from that, let's go into who the bakers of season four are. All right. First up, we have Anjali, who is 
36 and a baker with a PhD in social activism, but confesses that she has a serious procrastinating habit. Um, she's a self-professed superfan, earning a spot in the baking tent after having auditioned since season one. So these are one of Long those- Long term. Made, made to be Rue Girls. It's like on RuPaul's Drag Race, 13 years of auditioning. You finally get on. No, I'm really happy uh, for her. She's also highly skilled and a fearless baker who often takes on the most difficult technical bakes just for fun. Someone to look out for. And when she's not studying or baking, she rounds out her time playing the cello and volunteering as a doula. And when I picture those two last things, side by side in the same picture, I find that very amusing. <laughs> Why, what are you picturing? <laughs> Someone being a doula while playing the cello. I think there's some <laughs> energy there too to, to explore while there's a cake in the oven. That's sort I... of my mind's eye. Okay, so I cannot hear the word doula and not think of, um, there was the, uh, I think it was like NBC did like a TV show version of About a Boy, like the um, the book that was then the Hugh Grant movie from like the early 2000s, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And so they made a TV show uh, about it where they like recasted all of us in San Francisco. Minnie Driver was the mom and she like was a, a she was a doula as well. And I can only hear Minnie Driver saying the word doula every time I read it. <laughs> That's hyper specific, Michael. That's very, very specific. It's what I it's what I hear and picture every time I see the word doula. So makes total Angeli, sense, that's that's what we're that's what we're seeing here for you. <laughs> that's what I'm seeing here for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his prediction for you. It's like a yeah. fortune. You'll be mini you'll be the mini driver of the season. <laughs> Take that as you will in whatever way you'd like it. So although I will say I actually really liked that about a boy TV show. <laughs> so what do you think, Michael? Technical bake uh, just for fun, apparently. Yeah, I think so, like if I'll you're going if you're going hardcore from the get go, like that's I, I think that she could be absolutely somebody to watch out for. Like, you know, um, the one thing, though, is that if you do a lot of really challenging technical stuff, it doesn't necessarily say that she always succeeds. You know, it just says she likes that, to challenge herself. <laughs> that is very fair. We don't have a success rate necessarily uh, pinpointed in the biography. Um, but with a doula, I imagine that brings patience and calmness, which I think will be helpful in those high pressure moments where they only have like 30 minutes to to bake something highly complicated. So that could work in her strength as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Anything else to add about, about Angeli? Do you think, just based on gut instinct alone, do you think she'll go far? I think, and again, like, when we make predictions or whatever, like, we do not know anything. We uh, are also, like, there's no shade at any point or anything. Like, we're always just kind of like saying what we think and and just like here as big fans of the show um and that's not to say like I'm, now i'm about to be like nope she's going up first not <laughs> at all i i do not i actually think she's gonna be like a late in the season like i don't quite picture like top four or, or top three i picture like sh like she's like ranked fifth you know so mm -hmm. however many weeks in that is but i i think like 
she'll be like top five, so to speak. All right, we'll keep an eye out. But we'll see again, like that's based on literally a photo and a bio. So <laughs> that's half the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So next up, we have Bertie and Bertie is 54 from Toronto as well. And he's a corporate travel agent. So, oh, he was born in Cuba and raised in Chicago. He's no stranger to flavors of the world. Um, prior to the pandemic, Bertie worked in the travel sector and has traveled to over 200 countries. Unfortunately, he found himself unemployed, like so many others in the travel industry. Bummer. Sorry to hear that, Bertie. But mm -hmm. the extended time at home, Bertie picked up baking, a former hobby from over a decade ago. A huge Broadway fan. He's hoping to wow the judges from, with a Broadway-themed showstopper. There you well, go. Well, I hope that is the theme of a showstopper this season. <laughs> could you imagine said. it's like and we don't want to see anything theater related <laughs> could you, yeah that'd be amazing it's like bruno will be like i hate musicals it's like all right well there there goes our shot there goes our specialty or i would like to see him bake broadway into everything even if it's not the theme like the theme could be like i don't know fire engines or the theme could be you know valentine's day but he should just bake like a cake for ladies yes. or cats. Yeah. Oh my randomly. God. Yes. He <laughs> like, can be always. the Helena of the great Canadian baking show. Helena is on like the, she was on not the most recent season of, of Gibbo, but the one before that. And she was like Halloween spooky. Like she would bake everything Halloween and they had her on the Christmas episode. And she was like, Christmas. No, I'm doing Halloween. <laughs> Totally. I, I, I would just love to see that on television. Just no matter what it is, even if it's a technical bake, for some reason, it's not the same. It's just Broadway. <laughs> I think yeah. that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the only interesting thing here is that it said that during the extended time at home, he picked up baking, which was a former hobby. So it sounds like there's some previous skill, but that it was kind of like, almost like a whim back into it and then he gets cast on the show so what do you think um what are you expecting here so i am expecting um pretty good performance during like because they usually do some similar weeks right so i think like cake week will be fine i think pastry week could be challenging um bread week will be fine so what i guess i'm trying to say is I feel like we'll get some pretty awesome personality pieces or personality bakes um, and maybe some of the more general bakes. But maybe when things get a bit more technical, there 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 could be some challenges. And that's, again, just based on the fact that, you know, he picked it up uh, back again as a, as a hobby and may not have necessarily widened the range of skills. But during a pandemic, he may also have just mastered the repertoire of baking skills so i could be wrong in that in that aspect entirely yeah right like he he could have spent the most time prepping himself right who knows so 100 percent. it's like one wikipedia page of baking a day for the past year i think you'd go pretty far in this competition <laughs> could you imagine so, someone should just prep that way like literally just look up all the possible pastries in the world and just bake one thing a day for the for for a year I think you do pretty well in the show. Do the Julie and Julia, like, bake through Julia Child's cookbook. <laughs> Except do Basically. it with baking, right? So Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then make a blog, and then Amy Adams will play you in a movie, and, like, you know, there you go. So Yeah, yeah. And some people will, you know, watch your movie over and over again on the weekends late at night when there's nothing better to do. Hey, you know. 
don't judge me just because I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it's a great film. It is a great film. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Right. Next up. Next up, we have Dominique, who is known for infectious energy. So she's a vivacious Quebecoise who dabbles in a broad range of baking from cakes to pastries to macarons. A natural host, both at home and on the airwaves, ditto. Spirit Buddies, uh, she is a radio host. We host a podcast, same enough, similar spheres. Uh, and she shares her infectious energy with Quebec radio listeners and sharing her decadent desserts with guests at her dinner parties. Full around entertainers, baking, hosting, parties, and the radio. And when she's not writing or perfecting her signature bomboloni, uh, she enjoys jogging through the scenic streets of Quebec and snowboarding the slopes in winter. I want her life. What the fuck is bomboloni? I don't know. We're going to have to look that up. Yeah. I'm going to look it up right okay, I'm, now. I'm leaving that to you. It's an Italian-filled donut and is eaten as a snack food and dessert. It's like a donut. Well, that sounds delicious. It's filled with things that range. Um, <laughs> it's also regarded as <laughs> It's a filled with block. things. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Uh it's also regarded as a reference to the high calorie density of this recipe. I think they high calorie. I think they meant high <laughs> caloric density. This is the Wikipedia article. It, yeah, so the name comes from bomba, which is bomb, but it also refers to the high caloric density. So y'all get fat eating this, basically, is mm -hmm. what it's trying to say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you know what I'm getting from Dominique? What? Celine Dion energy. And I'm not Why? saying that because she's from Quebec. I'm just saying, like, like there is something about like her smile she look and the fact that she's like vivacious like energetic like whatever like have you ever seen those videos of like celine dion behind the scenes when she's just kind of like scatting and bebopping and like you know she's like got the energy like i picture that from dominique and i picture her doing those vocal warm-ups before she goes on the radio Mm -hmm. I watched that clip of Celine Dion at um, a Lady Gaga concert where she's just like, <laughs> yes. she's just all in it, shoulders going, she's clapping, you know, head shaking, and she's dancing. So that's great. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, she's she's quite charismatic, which I think will do her well on the show. I think maybe she'll get a lot of screen time as a result of that. And clearly very talented and knows how to really experiment in different areas. The only thing that holds me back is that I feel like the show has not had a great history with Quebecois bakers, period, right? Mm, like, they mm -hmm. tend to go home a little early, so I'm hoping Dominique can help us break that pattern yeah. that we've seen so far. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll see. But I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I think that she could bring the kind of, like... Um, fun energy like in the tent you know what oh and then i can also see a friendship between her and birdie <laughs> oh yeah oh yes please i think that'd be amazing you know what they should do a challenge one year where they pair them up i know that's not in classic whatever style mm -hmm. but i think if we play it up a bit they should make them put them into pairs and then do a thing where you know they both have to bake the same thing cooperatively but then the person who bakes the best their partner has to go home Oh, no. See, you know what I was going to say is that they because <laughs> that just sounds mean. I was going to say that what they should do is um, like they're they're paired up and they each have to bake the same thing. But you have to decorate the other person's thing that they bake. Mm. So like if you um, 
like can can you make something that was already baked really well look even better or if it was like a mess can you salvage it to look really beautiful or something or you know you add different flavors in your decoration that can maybe complement the like that could be a fun challenge i would love to see any sort of dual baking going on and you can like bring on maybe 20 percent more bakers and just send couples home at a time that'd be kind of interesting <laughs> and hey you know what then you have bake-off bubbles so that is a great point bake it's just off like grand free like bring bring the main cast and then be like and you can also bring one person with you you know and mm -hmm. then but is that person that they bring with them tied to their fate as well like could the the person they bring with them uh accidentally send them home or would it just be like separate eliminations no you sink together you sink together baking so you better bring forever. your best your best BDF, judy baking buddies forever love it <laughs> all right all who right. do we have next we have larry harris um who has been a fan of our show since like the early early days so hey larry, hey larry we're super glad that you're on the show here this is uh exciting for us we we love whenever our small show has like a dedicated group of people who has like multiple people who were fans of our show first have now ended up on gcbs so that's pretty fun um <clears throat> so Larry is 53. He's from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, he's a business operations manager who's an enthusiastic baker um, tackling the bake-alongs for the show season after season. He loves to challenge himself by regularly trying new techniques while also perfecting his signature sourdough. Larry is a proud husband and father with a never-ending string of dad jokes that are sure to bring some giggles or groans to the baking tent. And as a, like, dad joke pun enthusiast i am excited for the jokes a hundred percent um i am so excited that larry has made it onto the show um i'm glad he has a perfected sourdough i hope because there's always a bread week i hope he'll stick with the sourdough and not like you know try to say oh you know i'm really good at sourdough but i want to impress the judges and i'll do something else because it's like they don't know you're good at sourdough so just do what you're good at i don't know why i got a i got like a panic moment i'm like larry please just let sleeping dogs lie on bread week um but it's interesting that he's always trying new techniques i think that's going to be really helpful hopefully very don't, helpful don't be veronica green like last week <laughs> on <laughs> drag race uk where she was like i let everybody else pick what they wanted to do and i just really wanted to challenge myself so i took what's left it's like don't challenge yourself do the sourdough so quick aside on that i do not believe what veronica said that she was being nice and was waiting i think what veronica did and sorry i don't know if people know but this show we basically assume all of you watch drag race as well yeah. um I don't, I think Veronica looked through that script, did not see a single role that identified with her. So she just froze up and then she turned it into like a martyr, you know, good Samaritan story. But I think she would have messed up any role that was on in that, um, on that script. I agree, actually. That's pretty, that's a pretty good um, read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I said what I said. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what so do you yeah. think with Larry? Larry, um, I, I'm going to go with, I think he's going to stick like to the end or close to the end. Okay. Or 
he's going to have like one week where he like really has a bad week and that'll send him home too early. Mm, yeah, no, I understand. We've had a few of those very talented bakers who get a little too ambitious one of the weeks or just has a slight mishap and then they go home because unfortunately you are judged week by week. Yeah. Yeah, I know, which is how um, in the British one, how John won season three. Like, I really like John, but he was literally like scraped by every single week. And if you if you were to evaluate the season, it was like John almost went home every single week and then won the season. (laughs) That's true. Consistency is key. I find in that in so many competitions, like you know medium consistency if you can start a coast and then just have a really good week at the end mm-hmm. you're probably gonna win be trixie mattel you know mm-hmm. in all stars what do three. you do with the win what do you do with the win exactly so what do you think about larry um again like i think if he sticks to his guns that he knows good i think he'll he'll make it through early i don't know from this the extent of sort of what he explores technically because there's like technical there's like exploring technical things right which is can i make make this without you know splitting it and then there's technical exploration like i'm gonna build an eight foot cake just for fun like um megan so like Megan with her art and her artistic cakes from previous seasons, mm. like she did a lot of exploration to understand how you use like colors and and sort of spraying colors onto um, her outputs, her outputs, her baked goods. Um, God, so I don't geez, know you're, where you're such is. a you're so in work mode still. <laughs> yeah, it comes from being it comes from it comes from the trade um, <laughs> trade. Um, but yeah, so we'll really. Have what to if see. I'm I don't the know, trade I don't of the season? <laughs> I think maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> Should we do? that no let's not do that <laughs> <laughs> who is the trade of the season please respond to our episode and let us know if you have an opinion if you know what that means please respond. exactly if you know what that know, means definitely. let us know and if you don't we will not tell you awesome okay so um, next up yeah yeah next up we have maggie who is from toronto no shade i feel like this is like the I feel like this is becoming like the great Ontario baking show plus friends. <laughs> <It's like laughs> the cast is from Ontario. No, uh, Maggie's from Toronto. It's probably just, uh, she's probably around you actually. Yeah. Um, probably closer to me than you. Yeah. Yeah. After years of practicing law, Maggie calls herself a recovered lawyer. So shout out to recovered lawyers. Young and St. Clair, Mary B. Kitchen was started by someone who was in Bay Street Law and then decided it was not for them and then started a very delicious health food restaurant. So mm-hmm. shout out to food focused recovered lawyers. Um, Maggie, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, Maggie left the legal profession behind to focus on her family and baking. As a mother of three, her days revolve around her kids, but she manages to make a habit of baking every single day. In addition to baking, she enjoys photography, getting competitive, playing board games, practicing yoga, making pastries from pies to Pop-Tarts. So the board games and yoga speak to me. Yeah, me too. Me too. I quite enjoy I also think that in comparison to, and I'm only judging this on nothing in comparison to you and me i also think she probably has more space for board games and yoga than you and i do in our apartments <laughs> oh 100 percent. i mean like honestly i can fit two poor i could probably fit like two board games in this apartment before i have to throw one out to make space for another mm-hmm. and i wonder what type of board games like like do, are we do we mean like competitive sorry playing 
Or is this like she's got like Cthulhu or like um Yeah, like pandemic pandemic, plus. yeah, yeah. Or like whatever mansion thing that's at that remember when you when you used to be able to go to Snakes and Lattes? Well, whatever mm-hmm. was that Snakes and Lattes. Yeah, I wonder what type of board yeah. games. And photography. That's also interesting. As somebody who's like photographer, videographer myself, like she's got a lot of hobbies. It's very interesting. I'm like, I it's so funny. Like I can totally see just from her headshot, like the way her arms are crossed is like lawyer headshot 100 (laughs) percent right like she might be recovered lawyer but you can still see it right yeah yeah i get it (laughs) um how do you think uh how do you think she will do what what does the profile how does the profile speak to you i think she's going to be in the final you think so yeah and i think if you're baking every single day right like every single day i think that 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 is just something where you develop a level of like unconscious competence where you're just so good at what you're doing. You don't even realize that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think I that feel- that ties in with like the, the lawyer side of her kind of previous life, you know? Yeah. I feel like um, with both the photography, like hinting at creativity and the board games, hinting at logic, um, I think those things putting t- being put together could really, really help uh, keep her sort of runway on the show. So I'm excited to see what happens. Or she could go home the first week and we're completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's really hard to say, right? So also at the end of this, you're probably if you were to go back and like tally up the tape, we're going to say that everybody is midway on, you know, probably. I don't think we'll probably be saying oh yeah they're going home first <laughs> no it's so <laughs> once we to get say. to our actual episode and we're halfway through and we're watching it we might say oh i think such and such is going home today but like we're not going to come totally. out that strong <laughs> no i just feel like sometimes like we said before with larry sometimes it's just a bad week yeah so when you read these descriptions and they all manage to bake that upside down thing um in the audition so you know they're all skilled sometimes it's just a bad first week sorry i'm joking on my prosecco (laughs) 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 i was about to say something uh, right when you stopped and then well you know gotta do what you gotta do to survive covid so (laughs) exactly exactly All right. So next up, we have Mahati, and uh, she is 24 from Markham, joining our great Ontario baking show and friends. (laughs) (laughs) And she is a business analyst. So Mahati is a bold, multi-talented baker who loves to infuse the flavors of her Indian heritage into her creations. She has the incredible advantage of having a fruit importer as a father. So she's able to take advantage of exotic fruit for her bakes. Oh, very fun. Outside of baking, she is skilled in flute, guitar, classical Indian dancing, and henna artistry. Fun. What that do you think about Mahati? Um, I mean, I'm eager to see uh, how that all comes together, especially being able to bring in sort of different types of uh, fruit uh, into baking. I know sometimes when you bring in a lot of different things. Do you remember James mm-hmm. from like, what was that, season two? One. Or one, one. One. Sometimes incorporating a lot of different things can run some risks because they don't cooperate. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I'm eager to see how that turns out, especially if she does it a lot. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think she'll probably be bringing stuff where, like, the the hosts, which we'll get to the fact that there are new hosts, don't worry. <laughs> um, but uh, the hosts will have to do a lot of voiceover being like, and Mahati has brought, like, you know, this exotic fruit, which is, like, mm-hmm. something, something, something. Like, I can predict um, a lot of that where, you know, it's, like, something that you might never have heard of. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder if she will bring any of her scuba skills <laughs> into this. Scuba? Where does it say scuba? Yeah. Yeah, it says um, on the main thing. Really? So she's passionate oh about marine life and often creates bakes inspired by her scuba diving adventures. So similar to how Larry needs to, not Larry, Birdie needs to uh, bake a Broadway every week. I hope Mahati can big something nautical every week yeah sure i you know what i want though i want an angler fish cake <laughs> with that like a male angler fish cupcake <laughs> next to it if if she makes it to the end that needs to be the final showstopper cake it needs to just be a big angry angler fish yeah right and think about like as an actual challenge like that would be really good because you can see how it'd be like cake related and then you've got these crazy teeth and then the light on the head and you know i'm saying it like mahati if you're listening this this has gotta like we need to see it you know you love to see it instagram it will 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 like it <laughs> if you're listening build a time machine go back in time to this summer and bake it <laughs> on the show so we can see it <laughs> i just meant even after the fact like on instagram for yourself but but totally. yeah that too that too um All so she's above. she's 24 so she's definitely on the younger end of the bakers so far um where do you kind of picture uh her coming in so it's hard to say because the bio doesn't really mention anything about the baking skills like do you know do you know what i mean like everyone else is very like oh they do a lot of technical bakes or you know they spend a lot of time during a quarantine baking whereas this one's this bio doesn't really mention that so as a result of that i have to say like maybe maybe not not as far because there isn't a lot about that that aspect of the skills um Mm. but i could be wrong um that's what i think what do you think yeah, I think similarly. Like, I, I, I think, um, yeah, middle-ish, maybe early. But I mean, like, who knows, right? There, There's no way to tell, so. Yeah. All right, next up. All right, next up we have Oyax, who was originally from Nigeria and has now called Calgary home for several years and has a huge group of friends who are a fan of his baking experiments. This is good because it means when he experiments, he comes out ahead. Also, I was on his Instagram and I think he was also on MasterChef. Really? He was a season five finalist on MasterChef. No way. Yeah. So he's got skills. Um, Skills. Sweetly, he's inspired by his earliest food memory, his mom and sister, making him a special cake for his fourth birthday. When I was four, my cake came from a Betty Crocker box. 
He's taken the memory and turned it into a passion for baking and cooking. He's an engineer and IT worker and has a scientific mind to go with his artistic eye. That's good, both the creative and the technical, something we're always looking for in balance. And when he's not perfecting his signature red velvet cake, uh, he's playing tennis and enjoys fashion and landscape photography. Fashion, 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 fashion. This is a really well-rounded profile. Yeah, and seriously. good history of cooking, clearly. Mm. And good history of competing on reality TV, which is a whole different world. Than <laughs> you know what? Let's give him some... Okay, I'm, I'm going to give him a buy close to the end for already having been on a reality competition show. And you're you're 100% sure of that, James? Uh, that's what... I, I was on the Instagram. That's what the Instagram says. Like, just recently? It says Cake and Finger Food Arcade run by MasterChef Canada Season 5 finalist, comma, the great Canadian baking show contestant. Well. It's my Insta Okay. okay. Go, OYAX. <laughs> I think Final Four, just based on that alone. Yeah, I think like, you know, think about it this way. It's like. It would be like you're coming to do an all-star season of Drag Race when everyone else is there for season seven, you know? True. Yeah. Oh, and here's the picture on MasterChef. Wow. So it's true. It's true. You're right. This is like, this. you're totally right. It's like someone coming back for the second round. And Meanwhile, everyone else is... The, yeah. Get used to the ovens on set. They don't even know how to work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, I think like it, there's, again, there's kind of that in the bio, the mind for the skills and the, the experience and everything. So I think like he's going far. I'm excited to see. And he's he's only 28. So he's already been on a reality competition show once, and now he's on a second one, and he's only 28. Well, people like his experiments, so I think uh, it sounds like he's very uh, go get em. and I think he's going to bring some pretty interesting things to the show as a result of that, so I am looking forward to it. I think that when you say experiments, though, it almost makes it sound more like, oh, I, I tried it, and this is like somebody who's way more skilled than that. At oh, least yeah. my impression, you know, I wouldn't call them experiments. Yeah. Experiments here means trying and succeeding at new things. <laughs> That's what that means from what I read. <laughs> Not yeah. experiments as in trying and failing at new things. Yeah. yeah as opposed to like making dubious food. <laughs> totally. Totally. Food that yeah. you have to blur out on camera. It's so bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There ain't no nailed it here. So no. All right. Next up, we have Rofikat. Um, I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. Um, she is 35 from Milton, Ontario. Once again, we're getting great Ontario baking show and friends. G-O-B-S. <laughs> Gobs. plus friends. Duh. Um, so Rofikat is a naturally talented baker whose flavors are inspired by her mother's kitchen back home in Nigeria. She's a proud mother of two who genuinely loves baking creations for her family. Her work in engineering gives her a scientific precision infused with the flavors and techniques from her home country. Interesting. What do you think, James? We're getting a lot of um, the technical creative blend this season. I'm really, I'm really excited and looking forward to it. A hundred percent. Here, I think the infusion of flavors will be very interesting. Bring something new to the show, or maybe newer um, to the show. Like Mahati has the potential too as well. 
Um, I'm trying to think of previous seasons where we've had a few, like, I don't want to say home bakers, but folks who often refer to their baking skills for their family. I think in previous Jody. seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And in previous seasons, I think we've seen some of that sometimes be a blocker. Sometimes they really lean into it and they think about, oh, at home I couldn't do this, but I've always wanted to make it this elevated and mm -hmm. it happens. But then sometimes we've also seen folks kind of say, well, this is how I bake for my kids at home and this is what I'm going to stick to because this is what I know. So that's a little bit of a question mark for me and I'm, I'm eager to continue to see how that works out. Um, but it does say she's naturally talented. So I want to know who wrote that up and said she's naturally talented. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying, did she write it or did CBC write it? <laughs> did someone taste it and write it? I would like to know. Oh, good point. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, good luck to her. We will see where the chips land. Definitely. Okay. Chocolate chips. Next up. We have Sheldon. Sheldon, who is a 25-year-old software developer from Vancouver. So baking is one of his many creative outlets. He's fascinated by baking's technical details and loves the challenge of blending the flavors of his ancestral province of Sichuan with traditional Western recipes. When not working on his bread recipes, he has channeled his artistic talents into perfecting the look of his drag alter ego, Pangolin. It's my, my parents' pets. <laughs> and a member of an all Asian drag family. I'm totally kidding. No one keeps pangolins as pets in Canada. <laughs> what do you think, Michael? I love that we have our first drag baker. I think he probably did not, but should have applied for this competition in drag and baked in drag no you know what i think i think there should have been a combo audition tape for season two of canada's drag race and the great canadian baking show oh. that you can film one audition tape and then just send it to both places okay so sheldon has to be at least on season three of canada's drag race and then but then talk about all his baking history on that show which i think would be really funny it's like he's yeah. the same person yeah 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 but the drag was never actually there i think that'd be really funny absolutely um yeah i i'm uh definitely excited for for sheldon um i mean i think you can normally assume if someone's a drag queen they're probably gay <laughs> i think true, like scaredy true. cat on drag race uk was the only like straight person who's been on like you know, um, any sort of major thing that was like, oh, yeah, I'm straight and I'm a drag queen. And, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> it is the UK, Michael. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God. That season, there are. This this current season is good, but like. Um, drag Race UK, there are a lot of bad haircuts. <laughs> um, drag Race UK looks like the Skyrim character editor set on random. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy part is, is half of it was filmed before COVID. So like, those are their haircuts when they could go and actually get haircuts. That's not like, uh, Oh, I was at home and I decided to try something new, you know? Yeah. But they're edgy. They're punk, you know, some of them. Sure. So I totally get it. It's a sure. look. It's very different than 
like American or North American drag queens. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Anyway, I think that Sheldon is super exciting. I am looking forward to seeing what he has to bake. Um, and yeah, so it sounds like bread is his kind of specific talent. So I hope that he at least makes it to bread week for sure. I hope so too. Vancouver's a really far distance to come to, to, to go home too early. So for to that, also I also have to quarantine for two weeks first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder if they quarantined in the same hotel. Maybe they're going to do like they did on drag race where like, cause this season 13, sorry, like we said, like we always talk about drag race. Um, season 13 was filmed during COVID and they didn't send anybody home for like, the first three weeks they probably won't go that long here but it was because they basically sequestered them all for two weeks where they had to like you know test negative before they started filming and it's like okay great like now that you like gave us two weeks of your time you're going home after one day of filming right like i think that maybe somebody won't go home in the first episode oh that could be that could be very interesting and we just get to know the bakers better. I hope so. Because as we said in previous ones, the first episodes, because it's only an hour or 50 minutes, really, wait, wait, 42 minutes with commercials. Yeah. You just really blast through them and you don't really know anybody. I so know. They should do like a one, two thing. Like they split them in half for the first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could go for that. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, I, I really want to... <clears throat> to make it to bread week or go further. Um, and I'm excited for them to hopefully show his um, drag persona pangolin on, uh, on the show, you know, like when they're talking about it, like I hope that his in, although I guess if they film this during COVID, how do you think they're going to do the Baker like things? Cause normally they would like have gone to their like, you know, home and filmed like those minor, like, like b-roll shots do you think it's all going to be like hey like send us video from before this all happened yeah i think it's going to be an iphone some grainy iphone footage of like someone like filming him in the bar in vancouver with like you know (laughs) screaming like that sort of a thing iphone 8 or newer please um yeah i think it's gonna be a lot of iphone footage i could be wrong but i think yeah, it'll be a lot of home documentary, which can be kind of cute when you think about it, right? Like, really, really cute. Okay. Well, I think so. I mean, and if that's yeah. what happens, um, you have all my support, CBC and producers. I mean, they have my support, too. But as a video editor, I personally always hate when I'm delivered um, not well-made iPhone footage. <laughs> you know? It's just a little hard to work with, but I make it I make it work. It's just I feel for the editors and trying to have to like when you when somebody gives you their like iPhone six front facing camera footage, you know, which is the worst camera compared Not to your back facing. camera. Right. Not but they'll front give... facing. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, great. What do I do with this? Like, it's it's like, you know, one giant pixel. So. <laughs> 7p not 20p <laughs> just 7p yeah exactly oh my god okay too funny um and last but not least um 
Tanner Davies. So Tanner is 28. So we really do have kind of like a split of, of um, like half uh, over 35, half under 35, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's ending up kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Tanner Davies, 28 from Winnipeg, Manitoba. He's a marketing consultant. And Tanner mm-hmm. has been obsessed with the Great British Baking Show since discovering it four years ago. Only four years ago? What was he doing? Uh, I'm kidding. He has become a true craftsman who spends hours perfecting a wide range of baking techniques. After recently leaving a career as a professional violinist, he's maintained the discipline and work ethic of a trained musician when it comes to his baking. Wow. Kudos on professional violinist. Not easy to do. No. So... The only thing that makes me concerned is spends hours perfecting and mm. the discipline and work ethic of a trained musician. And those things are not easy. Like you spend a lot of hours practicing, perfecting everything. Um, and you only have like what, 90 minutes, two hours in many of these cases to actually yeah, produce something. Frequently. So that could be a challenge. Yeah, that could be a challenge. So that's the only thing that makes me a bit nervous for Tanner. Mm, but as a professional violinist, he would be used to like kind of performing and being under the pressure of being in front of, you know, something not necessarily a time crunch, but like when you're performing, you do only have one shot doing it live for that performance. True. And if you've been watching enough of these shows, you hopefully start to get a hint of what actually happens and how you need to plan or not plan and deal with mistakes as they come. So and don't an listen to your inner saboteur. <laughs> Never listen to your inner saboteur. If you're like, should I leave it in the fridge a little bit longer? And your gut says yes. And then something else says no. Just go with your gut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't do like, um, oh, what was his name on on Gibbo? Who like, remember there was the bake, baked Alaska thing. And he just like threw it all in the garbage after Diana <laughs> took it out of the out of the freezer yes. or something. Yes. Oh, I don't remember his name, but that's a meme. Right. That and then, and then comes up often for me. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, no, no, no. Because if you didn't throw it out, we could have judged something. And then they like sent him home. And then the next week, Diana got sick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that yeah. was that always made me laugh. This was like infamous. It's it's like probably one of the most infamous things to come out of, of the Great British Baking Show. So definitely give it a watch if you haven't already seen it it's pretty horrifying actually that whole incident was was really it was pretty horrifying to Mm -hmm. to witness yeah Yeah, absolutely um so yeah i think tanner could go far i mean who knows i've seen some of his stuff on instagram and it looks really good so i like i mean everybody that's been cast on this has the skill has the potential right um and instagram is really where you put your best foot forward but um i still think like i'm excited to see what he's going to deliver a hundred percent i feel like it's like a lot of competition shows now where you have like everyone's curated their instagrams right because you have time you have lighting you can throw your bacon alaska in the garbage and do make a new one for instagram (laughs) But it comes How did Diana it, get into his house to throw it out? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the comment. So I wonder, how did she break into your house and throw it out? Um, but it comes, you know, can you perform under pressure? And then also, you don't have, um, you don't have the judges 
in your home. Like, we don't know what that thing tastes like, and it probably tastes great. But then you don't have your, the judges being like, oh, you know, I would have liked it if it was a little bit more strawberry, but not so strawberry at the same time, if you know what I mean. And everyone's nodding like, yeah, a hundred percent. Meanwhile, they're all having a Chanel moment inside of like, you know, I'm beautiful and I need to be told that I am beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're going real deep on the drag race here. It's because we really don't get to see each other that often. So we're just getting it all out on microphone. So those are the bakers for the season. Um, I guess interesting or or, um, Bruno and Kyla are back once again as the judges, which is fantastic. I thought they like Bruno has been here since the beginning. He's done a great job. He was so nice when we met him last year and Kyla is back and she was also just as fantastic when we met her uh, on our little season three, like onset tour. And I'm just oh. like, I thought that they were such a good pairing. I'm super thrilled that they're the judges once again. A hundred percent. It was such a wonderful time meeting both of them. Super sad that we couldn't have been on set again this year to to see them again, but really love how they judge. Perfect pair and really eager to see um, all their critiques uh, this season. Absolutely. But what has changed since last season is we have two new hosts. So unfortunately, we said goodbye to Aurora and Carolyn. Love them. Love, love Baroness. Watch Baroness if you haven't watched Baroness. It's so good. Um, but we have two new great judges, Anne Pornell and Alan Shane Lewis. So, Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so two new comedians, and we were lucky enough back when the show was being filmed um, to get to do a uh, virtual kind of Skype interview with Alan and Anne, which was super exciting. We got to ask them some really fun questions um, like, you know, what was it like being in the tent? Favorite desserts? We did um, some like rapid fire questions. So I think there's lots of really fun stuff and it's a really good way to get introduced to Anne and Alan for the new season and to get a little behind the scenes of what it was actually like being there, coming on as as new hosts and new hosts during COVID as well. A hundred percent. Super excited that we were able to have an opportunity to chat with them and hopefully it gives everyone a chance to also get to know them before you see them on the show. Because I guess sometimes on the show, um, you don't get to get too deep into their personalities and who they are. So hope the sneak peek helps create some of that connection. Absolutely. So we're going to throw it to that and then we'll come back to wrap up prep week. All right. Hello, listeners. The Cooling Rack is back for a new season of The Great Canadian Baking Show, and we are joined now by the show's new hosts, Alan Shane Lewis and Anne Pornell. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank thank you for having us. Yes. Excited to be here. (laughs) So to get things started, uh, do you think the two of you could just introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us a bit about your background? Sure. Uh, My name is uh, Alan Shane Lewis. I'm six foot two. (laughs) Uh, I like long, no, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a comedian, improviser, writer, actor, and uh, I, I love I love baking. I love eating it. That's my favorite part. I love purchasing it. That's also fun. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my, my relation with all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Anne. I am also a comedian, an actor, a writer, uh, a, a, a 
fashion enthusiast, baked good eater. I don't bake much, but I certainly love to watch other people doing it. (laughs) (laughs) When you say fashion enthusiast, I can see for, since this won't be video for our listeners, uh, Anne is currently wearing a (laughs) matching mask to her outfit. So she's very on point there. (laughs) (laughs) That is all because of the incredible, incredible uh, stylist of the show, Vanessa Magic. She made this mask match my... uh, my dress and I love her and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> Terrific. So what's it like being in the tent for the first time? Uh, it's it's kind of cool. You kind of just kind of see how, you know, the sausage quote unquote is made <laughs> and you're seeing just how high pressure these scenarios are. And you really get a sense of just like who the bakers are, uh, especially just when the cameras are off them. It's kind of cool to just, I don't know, just kind of peek behind the curtain and see all that. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's, it's like getting to... You know, I don't even know. Like it's it's awesome because we have direct access to the bakers and we I, I, we see how the show is made from behind the camera's perspective. And it's really close to what you see on TV, like in terms of all the good feels that you feel and how lovely the bakers are, how warm and kind Bruno and Kyla are. It's exactly what you would think it would be watching the show. It's been nothing but fun and really positive and honestly the smell is killing me all the time so many at least you get to eat some of it though right we get to once in a while we are allowed to but because of covid there's a lot of uh, protocol that's been sort of um, laid out and we of course think safety is obviously first and foremost and we can you know hit up these bakers somewhere in the future and then be like Hey, can you make me this thing? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm be like, hey, remember that show we did together? <laughs> that cake from season or episode four? Could you remake that possibly? Yeah, we wanted to try it. So yeah. there's been so many of those. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I can. I, I know last year when we were on set, it was very uh, tempting just like watching all of this stuff. But the other thing that's so interesting is that they're baking to the time limit they have. There is no kind of, you know, jiggery pokery. It's it's like that's it's, the time they have. And yep. it's intense. Mm-hmm. Yes, it really is. There's no faking it for camera when we, when, you know, Ellen and I say how long they have to bake. That is literally how mm-hmm. long they have to bake. And it's so impressive what the bakers have managed to create over these past couple of weeks under such pressure. And also they managed to stay so positive and happy throughout the entire thing. It's wonderful. Yeah, especially when they're so just like there's place, like a lot of them are not from Toronto. You're in this, you know, this new land, new kitchen, new setup, everything like that. The way they can just readjust and still put out like these amazing bakes is just like, it's so amazing and unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. And so you guys kind of have to also, um, have a bit of the role of being the cheerleader for the uh, contestants because, like you said, it's a new place, it's a new time, and they're in front of cameras for probably their first time ever. Um, that's got to be scary. What do you do to kind of keep them um, positive and encouraged, like during the competition? Um, I don't know. I, I personally, myself, I'm a very positive person. That's just kind of how I've kind of. It's kind of a mindset that I kind of go with. So I just try to be able to kind of share that with other people. And not necessarily like, you know, just kind of being there with them and then just spreading that kind of joy and yeah, just kind of going with them and vibing with them and making sure that they feel like supported and safe and uh, helping them get to the point and help them achieve what they need to do. Yeah, like it's very, our role as hosts is very much, we're, we're the buddies, we're the baker's friends and 
we'll go in, you know, because we're not judging them in, in any way. And so when we go in and talk to them, it's really to get to know them as people and really relate to them and let them shine. Like we may be the host, but this show was all about the bakers. And uh, I think that's probably one of the best parts of the show is that you get to see all these fantastic people from all over Canada come in and do their best at something they're already so good at. And uh, to literally get to eat the spoils sometimes is a true dream. So what does it mean like filming the show during the pandemic? Do you think that it's changed any dynamics between the bakers or the judges and the hosts? Like you said, you kind of don't get the opportunity to maybe eat as much as in uh, past seasons as some of the hosts have. But uh, yeah, how do you think that it's affected it? Oh, it's affected it so much and it's awful. They don't let us eat anything. It's a <laughs> terrible thing. No, it's uh, it's really, I don't know. I mean, from how I've watched, from what my experience of being a fan of the show and watching it, it doesn't feel any different. You know, we're, we've got uh, more, so, like all the protocol is stuff you wouldn't necessarily see on screen. Um, we, you know, we get tested weekly and we, like all of the crew is always in masks, always in shields. And it's really for the safety of, you know, these bakers because we want to make sure, well, the whole team, but you know, the bakers are the ones on camera, not wearing masks. So everyone on the whole production team is doing their damnedest to make sure everyone stays safe. And so even though it feels, we can't ever forget that we're in a pandemic because <laughs> there's masks everywhere everyone has made it such a joy to come into work anyway that this is just part of the job and it doesn't really affect negatively sort of um how much fun i have i don't know about you Alan. yeah no like yeah, just say, like even from like when we first come in here all that stuff the precautions that we take it's it's just kind of blended into what we do and it's just kind of these warm receptions that you get to talk to people and you know and say hey how's it going and it's, it's just it doesn't seem like something that's hindering anything it's just kind of blended into what we have. And yeah, it's just, you know, to keep everyone safe and that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So you're wearing the masks right now, obviously, while we're doing this interview, but like on the show itself and in the tent while it's happening, are you and the contestants and Bruno and Kyla having to wear masks uh, during like, is it like, okay, now let's taste this, take off the mask, eat a piece, put it back <laughs> on, or what's that like? The show would be three hours long if that were the case. <laughs> so basically, uh, the bakers are all uh, have been all asked to quarantine more or less. So they're all self-isolating in their hotels, which has made this uh, probably very challenging for them. And so it's always real. And because we know that, um, it we were all working really hard to make sure that because they're making such a big sacrifice, everything goes smoothly. And so... No, you don't see masks on screen, but literally every single crew member, top to bottom, every single one is wearing both a face mask and a shield. Because as we know, the mask protects others, the shield protects ourselves. And so since everyone on the crew is really, really masked up, the bakers are self-isolating. And so they're, they don't have to wear masks. And Alan and I and the judges also don't have to wear masks. So that's why you know, when I go home, I make it very, very, like, I make it a point to do as little as possible while yeah. working on the show, because, you know, everyone's making sacrifices to make sure this gets made. I can stay home for, you know, the weekend. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. So, Anne, you mentioned that you're a uh, fan of the show and that you've watched past seasons. Alan, is that the same for you, too? Uh, I knew about it before. I watched a couple episodes, but uh, when I got the call for the show, that's when I started, like, going at it, and me and my girlfriend loved it. Like, immediately, we were just binging through it. It's just, like, great, feel-good uh television to just like go through she did go ahead of me which was oh, i was like whoa whoa what's that's rude. Sin. <laughs> I, sin. I, thought we, I thought we were doing this together you know <laughs> it's, it's just fun because it's like no other uh show because it's everyone is just so kind and friendly and you really get to see the personality shine through in their bakes and their conversations and in their interactions and you you don't like you don't like you don't root against people you just kind of have like your favorites and you kind of like you have favorites and degrees and it's it's, it's just a fun a fun show to kind of get into and be able to experience this time. And yeah, I had a great time just binging through all of it. <laughs> <sighs> nice. Uh, okay, so what for each of you is your favorite dessert? Mm. Blueberry cheesecake. Whoa, really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, shoot. Okay. I think I'll have to go anything chocolate, but specifically babkas. Mm. Like, I love... I love a chocolate baba. Like, ooh, I could eat an entire loaf if I was allowed to. <laughs> okay, and then now I've got some uh, kind of rapid fire questions here for the two of you. So, yeah. savory or sweet? Savory. savory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, royal icing or cream cheese icing? Cream cheese icing. Royal icing. Okay. Uh, raisins or no raisins in your butter tarts? No raisins. raisins. Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, so James will be very happy to hear that. He, like, (laughs) absolutely cannot stand it. We had, like, a five-minute segment last season where we were talking about it and how he is very anti-raisin. Get out of here. It's like, the grape is fine by itself. Why are you making it worse? Why are we doing this? Get out of here. Who's this for? (laughs) Preservation? Get new grapes. (laughs) So, cupcake or cookie? <gasps> oh. Cupcake, I think. Oh, I might go with chocolate. I might go with cookie. I think, yeah, I think cookie for me. Okay, what would the cupcake be for you, Alan, and what would the cookie be for you, Anne? Ooh, uh, red velvet cupcake with a cream cheese frosting. Dude, okay, mine would be a, it would be a salted chocolate chip cookie. I saw a chewy one, not a hard one, a chewy one. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. and then um, <laughs> macaroon or shortbread? <gasps> oh, now are we talking coconut macaroon? Or are we talking about macaroon, like the little cookie? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Let's go with macaroon, and then shortbread can be like any any way that you want it. So it doesn't have to just be straight up shortbread. It can be like you know flavored or have stuff on top. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I think I think I'm going shortbread on this one. Oh, I'm gonna go with the mecca at home. There's nothing better to me than that, like that that crunch and then the air. <laughs> That's, oh. I, I do like, but like my shortbread thing. Like I always get these, like a, it's like a comfort food. There's always like that big tin of shortbread that has like the many different ones. Like, oh, I always yes. buy those and just just annihilate an entire box oh, yeah. of myself. And then you use it as like a tin for like your sewing kit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Terrific. Well, thank you so much for being here with us on the cooling rack today. Um, we've enjoyed it, and we can't wait to see the season. Oh, it's going to be so good. We're so, I'm so excited for everyone to see these bakers and what they create. It's in, it's an amazing season. I think it's going to be so, so wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
what a fun interview thanks michael lovely <laughs> lovely i love throwing to myself like what six months after the fact so must be yeah that was you know what that was optimistic michael that was like cases were lower we weren't under stay at home <laughs> order michael you know Ugh. yeah that was pre-daylight saving time michael i can't even yeah well we will and we have and we did <laughs> and we will continue to do so for the rest of the season so we are excited because yeah every week we'll be back recapping the episodes of the great canadian baking show season four which airs sunday nights at eight o'clock on cbc so that is a new date and time this season so check it out first episode is on valentine's day perfect night to spend in to watch you know beautiful bakes and all of that fun stuff and our episodes of the cooling rack will be available on mondays so give a listen every week please be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts wherever you get your podcasts follow us on instagram at gcbs podcast and um yeah like have fun hang out with us like uh comment on like you know our stuff and everything and uh yeah just we're we're excited to be back and i feel like this year since there's not as much to kind of do in real life we're like hoping to build even more of a community here a hundred percent we always look forward and love reading your comments and having a chat um and engaging in the show and then also we love it when we get to know you and then we actually see you on gcbs itself um so definitely get engaged and we'll be here to uh chat yeah absolutely um how do we end the show again do we say something no i think we we have a little catch thing at the at the beginning but i think the end we're just like well that's it for this week look forward to next week where it's blank week and we go ooh blank week (laughs) ooh blank week um i realized we forgot (laughs) to do our thing at the beginning though because we said welcome to gcb or oh god not gcb welcome to the cooling rack but we didn't say where there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed right i know but maybe we're being kind this year in a year of covid all the soggy bottoms are allowed sure uh we're gonna have to go back and listen to our old episodes to find out what we've missed and i'm sure we'll be extra polished for episode one when it comes at you in less than a week on monday february 15th be sure to listen or watch um the first episode of the great canadian baking show and uh until then we'll uh see you soon bye see ya The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.